You're listening to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Hobart in Tasmania, right across Australia. And each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events, learn how to study the Bible more effectively, get to know who God is, why we are here and where we are going, and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Tabitha Zachariah, and today we have Daniel Matteo in the studio. Daniel actually made it. <laughs> I'm back. Remember last week, um, Daniel couldn't make it to the studio because there was a traffic holdup on Tasman Bridge. Um, I think there was an accident or something, and we had to do the radio show over the phone. And it didn't sound very great, but it was good, and um, it made do. But I'm glad um, Daniel is here with us. How are you, Daniel? Yeah, I'm really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I actually never found out what happened, honestly. Um, there was definitely a hold-up for, you know, at least three quarters of an hour there on, on the Tasman Bridge. But I never found out if there was an accident or anything like that. Mm. still don't know. Maybe but I do know I, I came in, in like 45 minutes early today, that's for sure. <laughs> I thought that would happen. <laughs> I don't know why for some reason I thought that would happen. And actually, yeah, you came early today. I'm thinking maybe because um, by the time you finished, um, we finished the radio and then you drove... Maybe whatever was holding up the traffic was already cleared. I don't know. <laughs> Could be. Mm, maybe. No, it's good to see you. It's good to be back. Oh, it's good to have you here. Um, so how has your week been so far? Yeah, no, wonderful. Yeah, over the weekend we, uh, well, you, you know that I, I sort of coordinate youth ministry down here and we had a wonderful four-wheel drive camp in the north of Tasmania. Uh, with uh, the young adults, or a group of the young adults from around uh, around Tassie, and uh, yeah, we we had a really good time. We're up, uh, went went over the Brushy Lagoon track, and uh, we uh, we camped at Baker's Beach uh, National Park. Uh, we went through the Asbestos Ranges and a few other tracks like that. We were we were in the north near, uh, it was sort of in the region of, of Deloraine. Yeah, yeah, it was really really good. Yeah, great little time. I got a little ding on my vehicle, which I'm not super no. pleased about, but that's what happens when you're doing that sort of thing. I also tore the tore my fuel cap off, but oh, no. <laughs> that's okay. No, that's part of it. Oh well, oh. I'm glad you had fun. It always looks four wheel drives always look fun, so. And when you're doing it with a group of like-minded people, it just makes it even better. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, and last week, uh, did you want to share a bit about what you talked about last week? Yeah, sure. Our program last week, we were talking about the Bible as archaeology. You know, Tabitha, we've been going through this series, the Bible, um, a drawing from the well, and that's really talking about the, the depths of truth and different applications we, were, we can find for our lives uh, from Scripture. And so last week, we talked about the Bible as archaeology, and we talked about uh, some of the well, just very, very few. You know, we really just only scratched the surface, or even began to scratch the surface of um, all of those archaeological finds in the in the Holy Land that uh, that support and give extra inf- info and insight into this the stories of Scripture. So that's uh, it's a fascinating subject, and you know, um, probably something we could spend some more time on in the future because there's just so much uh, thing, so much to talk about on that subject. Yeah. Mm, there is. And in case you missed last week's uh, program, you can catch up through the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website. That is faithfm.com.au. And you can also listen to other previous um, recordings, that uh, programs that we've done before. And our show number is zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. 880 Text us any questions, any comments, any feedback, and uh, please respond to our question. We have a question for listeners um, that we're going to ask at the end of the first 
uh, section of our program. Please send us your responses. We like to hear from our listeners. Um, it just makes us... It's good to have that interaction. It's very encouraging. Um, so what do you have for us today? Well, today, uh, last week talked about the Bible as archaeology. Today, we're talking about the Bible as medicine. Whoever thought. <laughs> yeah, the Bible is medicine. That's right. And, you know, a, a lot of people think that uh, spirituality, that religion, that uh, books like scripture have nothing to say mm. uh, about the physical uh, nature, you know, nothing to say about our physical bodies, that they're all about uh, pie in the sky by and by. They're all about uh, spiritual things. They're all about uh, heaven and, you know, angels and, and things that, uh, that, that aren't like right here physically, you know, um, in our physical experience. But as far as God's concerned, God created us as holistic beings and he sees us as um, holistic beings and he has good advice for us, or I should say the Bible provides good uh, recommendations, good advice for us to be healthy and to be happy. In fact, uh, in in First John, on Third John, uh, sorry, uh, you know, the apostle says uh, to his people, "I wish that you will be in health." You know that he actually that uh, the apostle prays for his uh, for his people that they would be in health, and uh, and so we believe that uh, that scripture has some good things to say for, to us about our health and about our healing, and so that's what we're going to talk about today. Mm, very interesting um, and important information. Mm. Well, would you like to pray for us as we start? Sure. Um, Father, we thank you for this beautiful day. We thank you that um, Daniel was able to make it to the studio today. We thank you for our listeners who have joined us. And I pray that even as Daniel um, shares your message, that you may speak through him. That And even for us listeners, that we pray that your spirit moves us so that we hear what you want us to hear. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Well, I have had a little bit of a up and down health journey over the course of my life. I, when uh, you know, when I was a, when I was a kid, uh, sort of struggled with my weight, and uh, you know, was a little bit unhealthy in that way. But uh, but when I was a teenager, I decided I wanted to join the join the army. So I got very enthusiastic about physical exercise. I wanted to be able to pass the army entrance tests. Mm-hmm. So I, I started getting very fit, felt much better, started focusing on my on my diet and, you know, eating more fresh uh, fruit and vegetables and and uh, and cereals and things like that. And, uh, you know, actually got quite healthy and, and fit. I joined the army. I was in the army for a period of time, five years, uh, and during which time I, I l- developed a love for long-distance running. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, I loved, uh, I've always loved long-distance running. The problem with um, extended aerobic exercise is it's got a habit of offsetting any bad food that you eat. And, uh, and for me, I, I sometimes use the fact that I, uh, you, you know, ran long distances uh, anyway between 12 and, and sort of 20 kilometers depending mm. on the day yeah. that, uh, that, you know, I really could eat whatever I wanted and it wouldn't affect my weight too much. And it was like that probably for about eight years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but then I started developing some knee problems uh, owing to my military service and, uh, and also, um, you know, other things that happened. Um, I, I started having some knee problems where I couldn't run quite as much. And as a result, you know, it, well, it was, you know I'd, I'd get pain and I wouldn't be able to run for a period of months. And then my weight would balloon and then my knees would get a bit better and I'd be able to run again and then I'd, I'd be able to get on control of my weight. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I, I, I don't think that that's the way that God wants us to live. And so I had in my heart, I've got to start thinking about what I eat. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife and I had, uh, had gone vegetarian when, uh, when my daughter was born, but 
but we hadn't really focused on eating healthy, just, <laughs> you know, just uh, just not eating meat. And, uh, and so uh, my wife, uh, when she was uh, doing a master's degree, she uh, studied something called the CHIP program. And uh, and so she knew a lot of stuff about uh, about diet that was that was really really positive, and uh, and so she had some good knowledge. And you know, different times we we made some efforts, but never quite got there. But just uh, I guess it was about twelve months ago now, uh, the staff at at our school um, decided to do a, a plant based challenge, mm-hmm. which is they were going to go vegan for a term, and uh, sort of support each other in that. And, uh, and I thought, oh, yeah, I'll sign on to do that. So yeah. I did that, mm-hmm. and we did it for a term, about three months. And you know what? I felt really good, mm-hmm. you know. I you know, was, you know, felt good about myself, felt my, felt a lot healthier. My, my weight started to stabilize, and I thought, you know what? I, th- this is difficult, but it's not going to – but it's, it's not as difficult as I imagined that it would be, you know. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, what's my life – I always thought, what's my life going to be like without things like cheese and ice cream and stuff like that? And I thought, oh – not going to be even worth living but I thought this is difficult but it's actually not that bad I'm like I'm okay and I actually feel a lot better so I kept it up and I've, I've kept it up since and I and I sort of feel wonderful you know it's it's really really good but like you know it's just a um yeah so that's that's sort of my my little journey with that but uh, I guess when I look at scripture I see that God has always cared about people you know he's always cared about their um their well-being he's always cared about their health in jeremiah 29 11 it says i know the plans that i have for you says the lord their plans to prosper you and not to harm you to give you a future and a hope and um and in order for us to have pro- um, prosperity in order to have a future in order for us to have hope there has to be a level of physical wellness there and and to me that goes all the way back to eden because after all if god really created human beings and if really created them in his image there's a reasonable chance uh, that uh, that whatever situation, whatever environment we see in the Garden of Eden prior to sin, prior to Satan stepping in and ruining the situation, that's got to be a good example of our plan A. Like whatever it is that God's plan A was for our health, you know, we will have to, we must see it in Eden because that was the original plan that God had. So that's why I thought, hmm. I think that we can look in the story of the Garden Eden and Garden of Eden, and I think. We can have a look at that, and I think that anything, any situation that we find there will be a good pattern for us, that as closely as possible that we can align our lives and our practices to that, that that will probably tend to indicate good health. Mm. Hmm. Indeed. Um, there was somebody asked one time, um, you look at the gorillas, they just eat uh, plants. That's all they eat, but they're very, very strong. Mm. And that just shows you how much, um, like you don't need all these like um, maybe carbohydrates. I mean, it's important. You need the energy. But then you just realize that you can still live on plant-based food and be very healthy and strong mm. and just live your life in a normal way. Um, I ha- We have a question for listeners. What is the best change that you have made to your lifestyle that promoted good health? What is the best change? It could be recent, it could be some time back, just any change that you had to make or you decided to make and you felt that um, it promoted good health, just um, share with us on 0488-880891. Our first song is I Know Where There's Water by Sonia Isaacs.
that was I Know Where There's Water by Sonia Isaac. And you're listening to Taz Encounters with Daniel Mateo. And Daniel is talking about um, using the Bible as a guide for medicine. And uh, we also asked a question for listeners. Um, what is the best change you have made to your lifestyle that promoted good health? Uh, it could be a recent change. It could be past. Just anything that you had to do, any change you had to make that made you sort of feel more healthy. Um, please share with us, us, with us on 0488-880891. Um, I would say I used to be big. Like when I was in high school, I was um, a bit chubby. And I used to struggle a lot. Like I was um, doing all these things, uh, limiting my diet, like intake of carbohydrates especially. And I used to do um, five laps around the hockey pitch and it was massive. It was big. It was such, um, it was a big commitment, but it was really not yielding the results. And um, so I decided, oh, I don't know. I just kept doing it anyway. I used to limit my intake of food and it was not working. And I only got to lose weight after high school. Um, it just, and I didn't really do anything <laughs> for that to happen, but I've sort of maintained since then. And uh, one thing I realized that is very important is drinking water mm-hmm. because I don't do lots of workouts. I only, I started doing workouts recently. Um, I think sometime last year and I haven't, I've slacked a bit, but then one thing I normally do, the first thing I do when I wake up is drink water and I drink a lot of water during the day. And also something else that I found um, has helped promote good health is a uh, positive thinking. Um, just having that positive mindset. Um, Steve Harvey, I think most of you would know Steve Harvey. He's like a life coach. He There was this time when he was talking to um, his listeners and he was saying, um, changing your mindset um, really changes how you look at things and can change your life. Like instead of getting up in the morning and saying, oh, I got to get up, I got to go to work. If you say something like, oh, um, I get to get up, I get to go to work, that makes a big difference. And um, yeah, I've having just that positive thinking, it um, changes your life, really, your attitude and everything, which is amazing. And um, we've had a response from Stephen. Um, how are you, Stephen? It's been a while since um, we heard from you. Actually, you prefer going by Freco. Um, Freco has texted in and I said, drinking good old plain water straight from God. Um, eight or more cups a day. This will change your whole life. Yes, there we go. <laughs> Beautiful. This, we agree. A lot of us agree on that. Thank you so much, Freko, for texting in, and it's good to hear from you. Um, yeah. So, Daniel, in the previous section, you mentioned that the Bible contains important information that promotes healthy living, and God has a great plan for us. Um, what else do you have for us in this section? Well, we're talking about the Bible as medicine, Tabitha, and. I think the best sort of medicine. Now, it's important to go to doctors. It's important to um, you know uh, to seek medical care when we're when we're ill or when we're diseased. But I think the best sort of medicine is preventative medicine. Mm. And there are so many uh, what we call lifestyle-related health problems that occur as a result of us not really taking the care that we ought uh, with our health. And through changing just a few little decisions and habits that we make each day, we can actually really change our health outcomes over the long term. Um, just like some people might say, but oh, I've got so many things that I do that are unhealthy, you know, it's just too much to change. But the great thing is that we can just make 
little changes, one change at a time. And, and God is always there to help us, you know, and we can just pray about just helping, helping, help us to t- make the, the next little change. And I suggested in our last section that if we look at the Garden of Eden, then that is God's perfection. That is God's environment of perfection. That is his plan A for us. And if we look there in that environment, we're going to learn a lot of things about how we can take the best care possible of our bodies and how we can start moving however we're living at the moment, how we can start aligning our lifestyle more and more with that ideal and we'll we'll have better health outcomes. So the first one, and I guess the one that I alluded to in our last section, is nutrition. I've got a few verses for this one from from Genesis, from the Garden of Eden. Would you like to read, um, we're going to read Genesis 1, 11 to 12, also verse 27, also verse 29 to 30, mm-hmm. and also chapter 2, verses 9 and 16. So there's a lot of verses about nutrition mm-hmm. and food in, in, the, in the passages around the Garden of Eden. Can you read those for me, please? Okay, sure. Um, Genesis 1, verses 11 to 12, and I'm reading all the um, scripture passages from NIV. Um, it says, Then God said, Let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants, and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to the various kinds. And it was so. Um, the land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed, according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruits with seed in it, according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. And verses 27, it reads, um, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And verses 29 to 30, um, Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth, and every tree that has fruits with seed in it, they will be yours for food. And verses 30 says, um, And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds of in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. And um, chapter 2, verses 9, it reads, The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And verse 16 says, um, And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden. Okay, a lot of stuff about nutrition in, in the Garden of Eden, isn't there? You, you probably have read that a lot of times and not thought, Man, that actually talks a lot about food, right? Yeah. Like lots and lots. And uh, when you read it all together, you think, man, there's, there's a lot about nutrition. Mm. And what we can see there is that God's plan A for us. You know, when you when you buy a brand new car and you want it to keep it in its very, very best condition, you want to put that premium fuel, you know, in there and pay that little bit of extra money to get that premium fuel. Well, it seems to be that the premium fuel that God um, made for us was... Um, fruits, vegetables, nuts, grains, seeds, pl- plant-based food. Now, obviously, we live in a world that now is is sinful, and there's there's all sorts of influences and you know chemicals in the air, and and things get sprayed on fruit and veggies, and there's all sorts of you know whatever our financial situation, our, just our knowledge of how to prepare food, all sorts of things might impede us from that ideal. But if we understand that that's the ideal, then we can start making little changes to move our life more in line with that ideal. And if we need to, you know, let's say lay aside having um, having sort of animal-based foods maybe for, for one meal or two meals a day, you know, or, you know, two or three times a week, then that will... That will create more health in us than it would have been if we had of um, if we had have done the other, you know. So so it's about understanding that ideal, 
and then uh, and moving closer and closer to that. The next thing we find is is goes to um, uh, to Freco's uh, message before, and it's in Genesis chapter two, verse ten to fourteen. Would you like to read that, please? Sure. A river watering the garden flowed from Eden, and um, from there it was separated into four headwaters. The hmm. name of the first is the Pishon. It winds down the entire land of Havilah, where there is gold. The gold of that land is good. Aromatic resin and onyx are also there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It winds um, through the entire land of Cush. The name of the third river is the Tigris. It runs across the side of Asher, and the fourth river is the Euphrates. Yeah, you got it. Okay, so what you can see there is when God created the Garden of Eden, there were these beautiful, fresh, clean rivers that flowed through the garden. Like God actually created this environment with a clean, beautiful water source uh, that was uh, that was all the way through it and from it. And, uh, and it flowed from the Garden of Eden to these other places. And you can also see there that there's mentioned these different types of um, stones and, and minerals that, that are there around the um, uh, precious stones and uh, precious minerals that are there around the, uh, around the rivers as well. And that tells us that, that there's, um, there's a lot of you know, minerals there in the water as, you know, also. Mm. And so what that implies is that God actually wants us to have a healthy water intake. You know that we're to, we're to drink a healthy amount of water, and that the water is a good is a, is a part of good health. Fresh water, mm. yeah. I it? work with this um, lady, and she lives right. She lives a bit far. I think it's right under some mountain. It's not Mount Wellington, but um, some mountain. And um, she drinks spring water. She has that access, and she normally brings it to work. And she's like, "Here, try. It tastes really good." <laughs> <laughs> And I, like I've tried before, and I know it does taste really good. Mm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, um, we got a we got a message from uh, Chika Agwu. Yeah, yeah, we actually have another interaction. Um, Chika is saying I stopped eating after midnight, and oh wow, this mm. is actually it's very beneficial because um, I think usually your body, if you once you eat, obviously your digestive system is working, and that inhibits like your brain from sleeping or like resting or relaxing. So if you eat after midnight, it's going to be really hard to have a good sleep. And I normally try to eat before 8 because I like to go to bed by 10. So I want to make sure I have at least two hours to allow the food to digest. Hmm. Yeah, no, wonderful. So, yeah, well done. Thank you for that interaction today. Yes, thank you, Chica, for texting in. And uh, we still encourage you. Are there the listeners to let us know what is the best change you have had to make to your lifestyle that promoted good health? Um, this section has gone by so fast. And uh, we are going to our next break. And um, our song is God Rested by Andrew Peterson. took his body down The man who said he was the resurrection and the life was lifeless on the ground now The sky was red as blood along the blade of night As the Sabbath fell shrouded him in linen They dressed him like a wound 
Six days shall you labor, the seventh is the Lord's. And six he made the earth and all the heavens, but he rested on the seventh. God rested. He said that it was finished, and the seventh day he blessed it. God rested. made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. That was God Rested by Andrew Peterson and you're listening to Tazi Encounters with Daniel Mateo and uh, Daniel is talking about this topic of the Bible as medicine. And we have a free book offer for you today. It's called The Ministry of Healing by Ellen White and we'll give you more information about that um, at the end of this section. Um, and we still encourage our listeners to let us know if you've made a best, um, you've made a change in your lifestyle that promoted good health. Text us on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. So, Daniel, in the previous section, you talked about um, eating plant-based food, and that is what God's original plan for us was. And He also provided water um, for us. What else does the Bible say about healthy living? That's right, and and I just I just underline the fact that uh, whatever it is that God shows us as being the perfect Plan A health situation for humans in the Garden of Eden, 
you know, it's it's normal that our lives won't 100% align with that. You know, we live in a very different world to the world that Adam and Eve lived in, obviously. But if we can make little changes, you know, a little bit at a time that are going to align ourselves more and more with that reality and with that ideal, we're going to find better outcomes for our health. And the next one I want to talk about is healthy spirituality. Would someone, would, would you like to read, please, uh, Genesis chapter 2, verse 1 to 3? Sure. This is the account of the, sorry, <laughs> thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all the vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Hmm. Yeah, um, that's it. You got it. Oh, verse 3. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. Yeah, thank you so much. So you can see there that when God finishes creating this perfect environment and these people that he actually creates holy time for those people to spend with him. Uh, the Jews came to call that Shabbat or the Sabbath. and uh, and But this is right here in Genesis. This is part of the ideal healthy lifestyle, that, that we take time apart um, um, to focus on God, to focus on divine things. And the, uh, having a healthy spirituality. Now, not an unhealthy or, an, or a toxic spirituality. Those those things can be a problem, and all of us know people that have got mixed up with maybe a, a cultish group or or they've got so focused on rules and regulations in their life that they had no peace or, or love uh, within themselves. I'm talking about healthy, God-focused, love-focused, joy-focused, peace-focused um, spirituality that this is positively indica- um, this positively indicates good health not just um, you know things like heart health because we're going to have less stress when we know that we can trust God to take care of our lives but also um, <clears throat> mental health you know that uh, we're not going to have so many uh, worries and anxieties if we can learn to release uh, some of that into God's hands and and you know it's not a cure-all for every mental health problem I'm not saying that but we are going to tend to um, experience better health out- outcomes. So the, the next thing we find is is really it's there by, it's evidence by absence, you know, and they say our absence of evidence isn't evidence of absence. But I think in this... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tongue twister. <laughs> <laughs> but I think in this case it is because when you think about the Garden of Eden and you think about the situation that uh, that God created there for those perfect individuals, you don't imagine them um, sitting around with a lot of alcohol bottles lying around, right? Mm. You don't imagine them smoking cigarettes. You don't imagine them maybe injecting heroin. You don't imagine them <laughs> doing what we call recreational use of, uh, of addictive substances um, in Eden. It's not part of God's original plan. And, uh, and so it's not mentioned there in Genesis. There's nothing like that uh, mentioned there, um, that that is actually an interruption to God's plan that, that causes problems. And uh, actually the... The wisest man who ever lived, Solomon, wrote on it just a little bit uh, once. Can you read just Proverbs chapter 20, verse 1? Sure. Wine is a mocker and beer is a brawler. Whoever is led astray by them is not wise. Mm. And so when he's talking about addictive substances, uh, Solomon says that if we're, if we're led astray by them, that we're not wise. That this isn't God's original part. Now, now there is a role for drugs in medicine. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and uh, and that is under the guidance of prescription uh, by a doctor and so forth. But the thing is that I don't. I my position on drugs is the same. Now, you know, people disagree with me, but my position personally, my opinion on it, is the same whether I'm talking about um, something that we might consider a low-level drug uh, all the way up to a hard drug. And that is that drugs are not for recreational use. There might be a time when they they need they're needed medically. 
under the guidance of a doctor, but they're not for recreational use, no matter what type of drug it is. And so, um, if you know, if people might be able to use Panadol for med- medicinal use, but but it's a bad idea to use them recreationally. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, so, so what we find there is that there is a principle of abstention from addictive substances in Eden, and that is generally. Um, that indicates good health. If we can lay aside smoking, if we smoke, if we can lay aside um, drinking alcohol or at least reduce our alcohol intake, you know, that that's going to, to indicate better for us. Well, the next thing we find is in Genesis chapter 1, verse 5. We're going to read that and uh, also chapter 2, verse 2 and also verse 21. Can you read that for us, please? Sure. Genesis 1, verse 5. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And that was evening and there was morning the first day and uh, genesis 2 verses 2 uh, by the seventh day god had finished the work he had been doing so on the seventh day he rested from all his work mm-hmm. and uh, verses 21 it reads just getting that okay so the lord god caused the man to fall into a deep sleep and while he was sleeping he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh Okay, so those three verses together we can take and realize that God creates an order of night and day um, in the rhythm of life. And what happens during the night is rest. Mm. Now, God rests um, on, the, on the seventh day as an example to human beings, but, um, but also when, um, when God goes to create Adam, he causes him to fall into a deep sleep. So sleep is part of this night and day, um, this night and day uh, rhythm. And it's important for us, we're designed, well, you know, the, the advent of the electric light has meant that, uh, that we, at least in the Western world, really don't live like this anymore. But, but God has designed a rhythm within our bodies to sleep mm. when it's dark and to be awake and work when it's light. Mm. And that's the way that our bodies naturally go. When we, when we um, do things that obviate that rhythm, we're going to find that we're going to struggle with, with different mm. problems. You know? When I first started doing night shifts, I struggled yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, even, I mean, we've LED s- screens are very um, activating to our brains and we hold them right up to our faces late into the night and, and a lot of people struggle to sleep and they struggle with mental health issues, anxiety and stuff as a result of not being able to get good sleep. Mm-hmm. But what I've found is if you go camping, if you go somewhere where you have no mobile phone reception and you go, you know, you turn your phone off and you go out and you go out in the bush away from electric lights, when the sun goes down... I mean, you might sit around the fire for an hour or two, but after a while you go to sleep mm. and you go to sleep and you sleep all the way through to when the sun comes up, mm. you know, and uh, and it can be a very resetting and refreshing time for us mentally and, and healthfully if we can do that. But uh, but as, as close as possible, and look, I don't know how true this is scientifically, but someone told me once just as good advice that it's worth worth more to your brain when you get sleep before midnight than after midnight. Mm. And uh, and I've found that to be true experientially, that I, I tend to be to work more when I or work better and um, and be happier when I go to bed earlier and wake up earlier. You mm. know? So getting enough rest is very, very important, getting enough sleep. Mm-hmm. So the final one we're going to look at um, in this section uh, is uh, in Genesis 1, verse 7 and 8. Mm-hmm. We're also going to read 11 and 12 in chapter 2, verse 7. Actually, you know what? Don't worry about 2, verse 7 for brevity. Let's go 1, 7 to 8, and 11 to 12. Sure. So God made the vault and cre- separated the water under the vault from the water above it, and it was so. Um, and God called the vault sky, and there was evening and there was morning the second day. And verse 11, then God said, let the land produce 
vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it according to their various kinds, and it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruits with their seed in it according to their kinds, and God saw that it was good. Okay, so what you can see there is that God creates a, a firmament or an atmosphere uh, that's called sky, and that is that consists of air. You know, that God actually created an atmosphere for us to breathe. And then he creates all these vegetations. And we have a bit of a, um, a, bit of a, a symbiotic relationship with the, with the vegetation in that they breathe in what we breathe out and we breathe in what they breathe out, you know. And so we, uh, we need them to, you know, for fresh air. And so he creates that, that, uh, that environmental situation. Then in chapter 2, verse 7, when he creates humanity, um, it says that God breathed into Adam's um, nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being. And that the part of what we are and who we are is this breath, you know, that we need to breathe. We need fresh air. Mm. And sometimes we get so cooped up in our offices and, you know, we might be in a polluted environment, but we need fresh air. Um, to um, to come into our lungs and to and to oxygenate our blood, so that's a part of good health as well. Mm, indeed, and um, as promised, uh, our free book of I'm just going to give some more information on our free book offer, which is called the Ministry of Healing, and this is by Ellen White. Um, it's talking about health and happiness. Many things contribute to good health: cheerfulness, um, fresh air, exercise, diet, and positive relationships with other people, to name a few. Crucial is also a personal relationship with the Creator who gave us life and everything we need for health and happiness. And in this book, Ellen White deals with sickness of the soul and the healing balm to be found by trusting God for all things. And this book will point you to a life full of joy and gladness, a life in touch with the source of healing power. This is a very powerful book, so listen carefully. After the break, I'll give the code to claim this free book offer. And our next song is The Lord is My Shepherd, I Want for Nothing by Chinsio, the Chinsio family.
That was The Lord is My Shepherd, I Want for Nothing by the Chinsio family. And you're listening to Tells Encounters with Daniel Mateo. And Daniel has been presenting this topic um, called The Bible as Medicine. I promise to give you the code to claim our free book offer, which is the book The Ministry of Healing by Ellen White. Um, the code is DRAW14. Draw one four. Don't put any space in between. Text that to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, and I will be able to send this book to you. And just remember that it may take a few weeks um to get the book, so just be a little bit patient if these delays. Um, so Daniel, so far you've shared some aspects of healthy living that is that are contained in the Bible, um such as um getting access to fresh air or. Um, healthy eating, and that is plant-based. Um, having enough rest and spirituality, just to name some of them. Um, what else do you have for us in this topic of um, Bible as a medicinal guide? Just before we wrap up. Hmm. Well, very quickly, in Genesis chapter one, verse sixteen to seventeen, it talks about day four of creation, and God creates a sun. Hmm. Now, the sun emits radiation that uh, that our body is designed to receive you mm. know that uh, that we actually need a bit of sunlight um, mm. for our body to produce vitamin D mm. and for us to be healthy down here in Tassie actually uh, because we get to the point where uh, where our days are quite short mm. and when you go to work in the morning it's dark and when you knock off at night it's dark and, mm-hmm. and it's possible never ever to go out in the sun and as a result there's, there are some people that develop vitamin D deficiencies and mm. have to take supplements. A lot of people actually. Yeah a lot of people especially people that live here for a long period of time and so so it's important for us to have that. God created us. Now, it's not good to be in the sun for too long. You know, obviously, we know there's all sorts of things like uh, skin cancer and stuff that can happen as a, as a result of having too much exposure to sunlight. But, uh, but it's not good for us to be the, the other way, you know, that we need sunlight. God created the sun as a part of the environment in Eden as this perfect environment uh, for good health. The next thing we find is uh, is actually the mo- it's the most important thing for good health as it pertains to longevity. So, health um, 
experts say that if you can at least change this one thing, this will have more impact than all of the other things we've learned about today Mm -hmm. um, in improving our health. And we find it in Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, Mm -hmm. and also verse 19 to 20. Mm -hmm. Um, Genesis 2, verse 15, The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. Um, and verses 19 to 20. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called them, um, each called each living creature, that was its name. And verses 20. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky, and all the wild animals. Ah, so there's two things that God gave um, gave the man to do at that moment, and you know, by extension, the woman as well. The first one was gardening. He had to look after this environment that God had provided for him, and that's hard physical work. And the second thing, it was animal husbandry that he had to care for and steward these uh, these creatures that maybe didn't have the same intellectual level that, that he had. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had to look after those as well. Now, if you've ever done any gardening, if you've ever done any animal husbandry, you know that it's hard work. Mm-hmm. And, um, and But not just that, it gives you strong purpose. And so God designed that we work. Uh, God designed that we have purpose in our lives, that we're achieving something, that we have dignity. Um, God designed that we do physical activity. Now, for the longest time in human history, that physical activity and that work and purpose were all one thing. You know, you went out and you farmed and provided food for your family. That was your purpose. That was your work. That was your exercise. Mm -hmm. Today, sometimes we make a living by sitting, you know, in front of a computer. So as a result, we need to supplement that with some physical exercise, going to the gym, going for a walk, um, going for a ride, uh, whatever it is that we like to do. But we need to be physically active. If we can change that... Mm-hmm. That will be better for our health than than, than any. Even if we don't change anything else that we've talked about today, mm-hmm. um, that uh, that if we exercise regularly, and uh, and if we have the, the the purpose that that brings. By the way, that that affects our mental health positively as well because the brain produces chemicals mm. when we exercise that are positive for us. So um so we've been through. We went through the whole Garden of Eden. We learned that God wants us to have good nutrition, uh, healthy water intake. Like you know, drink lots of water. Have healthy spirituality. You know, time with him each day to abstain from addictive substances, um, to get lots of sleep, um, to have nice fresh air, and to be exposed to a healthy amount of sunlight, and to get lots of exercise, and to have purpose and uh, and and drive and in our lives. And so, all of that together gives us a picture, actually, of Jesus. Mm. When I think about Jesus, I don't think about him just as being a healer, which he was a healer. But he was also very healthy. He was a carpenter. You know, he was a hard physical worker. He did a lot of walking. And uh, he ate healthy food. You know, he uh, he spent time with his friends and he spent time with God. Um, and uh, and we have this example of him as a, as a pinnacle of health. Now, by the way, the way he lived didn't always align exactly with Eden because he lived in a post-sin world as well. And we have to recognize that too, mm. that we live in that world. And so if we have an expectation of ourselves that we're always going to be perfect health-wise, we're never going to make it. Mm. But we can just pray about just, Lord, what's the next change? What's one little change you want me to make in my life? And what's the next thing that I can do? So if, I, if that's one appeal that I can make to our listeners today, it's just to pray about just taking one just little, one, st- one little step closer to Eden. When I look at the situation in the Garden of Eden, I think, okay, well, Adam got lots of exercise. I maybe don't get much exercise. God, please help me to have the courage to, to take that step of getting a little bit more exercise in my life today. Mm-hmm. And we'll find that those little changes over time will have a big difference. Mm-hmm. And the discipline as well. <laughs> because exercise, if you're committing to exercise, you've got to be very disciplined. Like you've got to, yeah. 
You do. And, and can I just point this out, is that when Jesus was going to the cross, you know, that was very hard work. That was hard exercise, you know, to drag that cross up there um, to, that, to Calvary for you and I. Uh, but he did that uh, for us, and he wants us to have that health and happiness. That's one of the reasons why he died on the cross, not just for our sins, but for us to have life um, and life more abundant. Mm-hmm. So we should take that opportunity, shouldn't we? Yes. Yeah, indeed, 100%. Um, thank you, Daniel, for that powerful sharing. This is a very important, it's been a very important program, actually, um, because healthy, like if you feel like you're sluggish, you know, when you don't do much workout or um, just eat healthy, you feel like your body is very, it's dragging, you feel very sluggish, and it's hard to feel motivated to actually do anything. So it's just good to get this information on the best way to have a healthy lifestyle. Um, thank you for that. And I really hope our listeners have been blessed. Um, just to remind our listeners, um, the code to claim today's free book offer, which is um, the Ministry of Healing by Ellen White. Um, it's DRAW14, D-R-A-W-1-4. Um, text touch to 488 and um, we'll be able to send this book to you. And what do you have for us next week? Well, next week, Tabitha, we're going to talk about a strange and I think probably a little bit controversial subject. We're going to talk about the Bible as financial planner. So what has the Bible got to say about our money situation? Yeah, I was actually surprised when you said that to me. I was like, oh, that's interesting, but it's good actually because um, if, if we can plan our finances according to the best way that God wants us to do, then that's, that would be amazing. Um, so join us next week to hear more of what um, Daniel has to share. And tomorrow we have um, David Maxwell um, with Jason Cook. And David will be talking about a better life now. And that will be part one of that. Um, there will be also a part two that he'll share next week. Uh, so make sure to join um, David and Jason to learn more of what um, David is going to talk about and we thank you for joining us today. And wherever you are, I hope you enjoyed the rest of your life. And let's live healthy. Amen. <laughs> we are going out with this song, Jesus, Lover of My Soul by Acapel Dridge. Jesus, lover of my soul, let me to thy bosom fly. While the nearer waters roll, while the tempest still is high, hide me, O my Savior, hide, till the storm of life is past, safe into the haven guide, O receive my soul.
shadow of thy wing. Plenteous grace with thee is found, grace to cover all my sin. Let the healing streams abound, make and keep me pure Yeah. Mm-hmm.